Hi there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. Uh, off after a week and the fixtures have come out. I should go away more often. Uh, fixture list is out. I'm sure you've all seen it. Uh, that's what we're here to talk about. And then a couple of rumours, players coming in and going out as well as we uh, go through. Uh, three great guests. Uh, first off, Marlon, uh, part of the Hotspur Hood as well. But unbelievably, in, this is the first time I think we've ever been on a show <laughs> yeah. together. But thanks so much for coming on. How, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I'm good, just recovered from COVID, so I'm just Lovely. kind of uh, getting back into the swing of streaming again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope you're feeling better. Uh, Brad, I mean, this has gone international now, all the way from Australia. How are you doing, Brad? I'm doing, I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, I'd just like to make notes of my mum's picture in the background there, a nice little Australian scene. Uh, yeah, I think I might hold some sort of a record. I've, I've appeared on your show, Chris. From London, Toronto, and now Adelaide. So I wonder yeah. if anyone else can can, uh, can beat that. I mean, obviously Brian's appeared on the show from from uh, London, <laughs> and Toronto, but and, uh, uh, yeah. for sure. North Pole next. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a bit nippy. Maybe a bit nippy. Uh, and Ian, how you doing, Ian? Good afternoon, Chris. Yeah, I couldn't be better. Apart from the fact it's cold and wet here in uh, in Glasgow, but uh, yeah, yeah typical. I didn't come here for the weather, so uh, at least yeah. at least you and Brad in in cold weather uh, don't have to suffer with hay fever. Absolutely, <laughs> this is true. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's crack on. Let's crack on. So I'm sure you all saw the uh, fixture list. Here it is. I'll be putting this on uh, throughout the show, uh, uh, but I'm sure you've all seen it. But yeah. First things first, let's get the important stuff out of the way. We play Arsenal on the 1st of October away and 14th of January at home, although they're subject to change. They're both three o'clock Saturdays and Arsenal will probably have an injury on both of those. They'll probably move to May. Uh, but Marlon, overall thoughts on the uh, fixture list? It's been quite kind to us, if I'm being completely honest. Apart from playing Chelsea, obviously, in the second game, which is <laughs> going to see where we are. Um it's not horrendous. Um, I've, I've seen some of the others and I look at like, I think Man United have got an awful October or something like that where they play everyone in the top six. I think they play us as well. But yeah, it's it's been pretty kind and especially after the Champions League games, I think we've lucked out a little bit. I think we've got to play City and Liverpool, but they've got, they will have Champions League games too. So actually, it's been really kind. I'd, I'd rather the, Arsenal's, the Arsenal home game was swapped out and we had them in October first and then played them away. But I've not, I can't complain, and, you know, <laughs> especially if you look at towards the end, if we are in any sort of race and anything coming like that, we've got a great little run in at the end. So, yeah, it's, I'm not complaining. First year in a while, and to have a home game as well on the first day of the season, it's, yeah, I give, think it's the f- first time in the, a while. Yeah. Give it to the third game and the complaining can start. Oh, of course, of course. But... <laughs> we'll be complaining after Chelsea, knowing the fact that we lost to Chelsea <laughs> and times anyway. It's, it's us first fans, isn't it, at the end of the day? Mm. Yeah. Audio Artisan in chat. How you doing, buddy? Thanks so much for watching and the comment. Uh, thanks to everybody for watching and if you're listening on the podcast, listen as well. Uh, for those of you watching now, please get your comments in. Please hit the like and please hit the subscribe. really helps. 239 at the moment. Hoping to get to the 250 before the season starts. There are a couple of YouTube channels on here as well uh, from the guests. Uh, they're in the description, but we'll talk about that at the end and let you know how to find them and, and what you can expect of them. But uh, Brad... Thoughts on the uh, fixture list, uh, same as Marlon, or, or different? Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I agree with Marlon. I think, uh, yeah, I don't think we can complain in any means. I mean, the August fixtures, you've got Chelsea away, but let's face it, I think 
we're probably catching up with Chelsea at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and then the last, uh, the last May looks uh, pretty, pretty good as well. Uh, it's actually quite funny that uh, if you look at last season, it could have been pivotal when we lost those home games at home to Southampton, and then we followed that by losing at home to Wolves. And uh, although in the end it didn't matter, but now we've there are first two home games, so I found that mm. quite quite interesting. And uh, yeah, I think we've got Man City as Marlon says between a couple of Champions League games, but uh, everyone will have Champions League League games. Well, Arsenal won't, but uh, but yeah, we'll have that those. But yeah, I think it's it's it's. Uh, I can't complain. Cannot complain. No. And uh, Ian, uh, yeah. full house uh, on that respect. <laughs> Yeah, hard hard uh, to do anything other than than agree with the with the guys. Um, Champions League is obviously going to put a lot more pressure than playing in the Eurovision Song Contest as we did last year. And <laughs> you know, it seemed like no one was taking that seriously, and even when we got put out of it um, by default, no one really complained that loudly. Um, yeah, maybe we could have could have gone on and won it. I mean, who won it? Roma in the end. Yeah, uh, Mourinho's Roma. So maybe we could have gone on and, and won it. But when you look at it in context, um, getting the getting the first team right, getting a challenging for for top four, getting top four was obviously the priority. And I think when you look now, um, all the everything that's happening appears to revolve around the kind of players we're we're targeting mm. and bringing in are all about Champions League and all about um, challenging uh, for the league. I've said on a number of streams that when we got Conte, Conte isn't the kind of manager that's going to be happy to try and qualify for the no. Europa League or get in the Champions League. If we or... finish fourth again, he'll be furious, won't he? Because we're mm. absolutely. Absolutely right. Um, and I, thought, I was listening to one of Bobby's streams yesterday, and he, I was in the chat, everybody saying positions, and nobody was, you know, we had first, second, thirds. No one was looking at us finishing fourth mm. or below. Um, and, and when we look at though, you look at our October, it's not as difficult um, as, uh, um, was it Marlon mentioned Manchester United's um, uh, fixtures in October, and they are nightmarish. Um, but we're going to have to have a proper squad to to be able to rotate and bring in players without any loss of quality. So if you're looking at people like you know Ben Davis, who, who was an absolute star toward the the end of the season, maybe being a, a rotation player rather than a an absolute first pick, then I think things are looking really strong. Just one other point with that is we got away with it a little bit at the end of last season, in that we lost. Granted, we lost two fullbacks. We lost Romero for the last couple of games, but we didn't lose any of the real core of the team. You know, if you'd have think, you know, Larissa got injured, we'd have been in bother. If we'd have lost another centre half, maybe Roden would have would have done a job, but he's had no practice. If Harry Kane had got injured, there was no backup. Um, so the 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 squad was really really thin, and I think everything Conti is doing now um, is about um, is about strengthening in depth. Um, throughout, I think, the, I think throughout, though, based yeah. on what you just said, there, I think that that the first. Not the first game that Emerson had to play, but certainly the first game Sanchez had to play was that North yeah. London derby, which uh, scrapped whether Arsenal were good or bad or whatever. Yeah. But the, the, the pressure on those players to perform in that and, and knowing that essentially if we if we didn't win that game, top four was done. No, but so I in terms of 
the the attitude and, and and everything like that. They came through that with flying colours. So it, it fills me with good good confidence that Conte can get a tune out of those players who we, we'd labelled as need to needed to go in January. Yeah, absolutely. Funny enough, I was um, I was with Brad in the same pub next to the ground uh, before the the <laughs> Arsenal game oh, when yeah. it was announced that Romero was out. You know, <laughs> not the football fans ever overreact. Oh, we're fucked. Sanchez <laughs> playing, Romero's out. Well, I, I was texting me. my dad who was at the game, get to the shop now, buy a kit, get on the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> One Arsenal was shocking. But secondly, Sanchez did, and in fact, in all of those last three games, Sanchez didn't put a foot wrong. You know, and I think I've always said that, and I think I've read something Conte thinks, thinks this, I've obviously been watching him more than Conte has, that on his day, he's a really, really good player. He has mm. problems where he just loses concentration. Yes. And for maybe five, ten minutes, his head seems to be somewhere else. Um, mm. And that that sort of, oh, God, Sanchez, he's done another one of his, I've had another one of his episodes. So, so if he, if, I mean, I think this techniques, his mindfulness techniques and things like that, you can learn. He's still a really good player and really, really good backup. You know, a really, really good backup if uh, if we do get injuries, if that you know he can be made to concentrate for that you know that ninety minutes or ninety five minutes rather than the seventy five eighty that he seems to do too often. Just yeah, just to add to Ian's point there with Sanchez, um, he's one of them players that he does. If he plays regularly, he makes mistakes. But if yeah. he's one of them, he's one of them that can come in. Say we needed him for three, four games, and he was told until Romero comes back, you come in and yeah. do a job. He can do a job. I mean, that's the problem we're going to have a lot next season. Of actually, someone like Ben Davis can't do that. We've seen it. Ben Davis can't come in from the cold and play games all of a sudden and turn it on. Ben Davis is one of them that needs consistently to be playing every week, and we saw the yeah. benefit of that. Um, and Eric Dyer is probably another one. He can't just come in and out. And and this is the problem we're going to have next season is actually some mm. of the players who have improved under Conte are the players that are able to play every week. But someone like Sanchez, where he can play once or twice a week and actually come in, come out, come in, come out, he's very good at it. So we're going to have a major issue next year of actually mm. who are we going to have as the first team mm. players and who are going to have as squad players. Because I know a lot of people, I've seen a lot at the end of last season of, oh, we want this person to come out and this person to come out. Mm. But you've got the you've got to get to a point of, are they going to be very good squad players? And the likelihood is that most of them can't do it. And that's the biggest issue we're going to have. Um, so we have to be very, very careful on what players yeah. we do want to be squad and what players we want to be first teamers. Because actually, Ben, I, if, if I'm going to pick Penn Davis or Eric Dyer out the two, I'm, I prefer Ben Davis. Um, but if it came down to it, do I trust Ben Davis to then be a squad player? Probably not. And that's the only issue that we're going to have. So we can all sit If Ben Davis is going to be in and out, in and out, we're not going to get the exact same performances. <laughs> The thing is, though, Marlon. The thing is, though, Marlon, is that if if we've got Champions League football, and I do believe it's six. Is it six group games this time? Of it, yeah. they increase it. It's still six, plus the, I think. Yeah, plus yeah. the Carabao Cup games. Now we're going to potentially have a big bigger squad because of you know our interest in the, in the transfer market. So you might find that people like Ben, with rotation, these players will be playing once a week anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, as long as we, yeah, as long as we can yeah. get a cup run going, yeah. And this is yeah. and this is the thing yeah. we're lying. But it's once you get to January. And yeah, once all yeah. the games are have gone, yeah, it's then how then do you then go from January to May 
well, not well, January to May. I know we're going to have a lot more games because of the World Cup mm. anyway. But if the FA, if we got knocked out of the FA Cup, we ain't got a League Cup. Yeah. And say we do make it through, you, you then have only got two competitions. Yeah. Is that realistically going to work? And that's the thing that you're hoping for. If we can get a good cup run, then yes, we'll have a game every week. Mm. But if yeah. you don't, then you're then stuck with players that need to be playing. Um, and that's the only thing that I'm, my, is my concern. Like mm. Obviously, with the likes of Basuma and all those coming in. Like Ho- I, for me, if Hoiberg was to come in and out, he'd be absolutely fine. But will Oli Skip be able to do that? It's another question. It's, it's, well, it's, 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 it's the sort of, sort of things that yeah. we have to kind of realistically ask ourselves is... We might be thinking, oh my God, they'd be great as a squad player, but can they be? And that's. I, the I think with Oli Skip, that's a really good point with Oli Skip. Mm-hmm. I think with Oli Skip, with, with Basuma coming in, we've, we've quite literally got four sort of central midfielders there. And that'll give us a chance for. I, I think someone like Oli Skip should not be playing every game because he's, he's still young. We, we forget yeah. how young he is. Mm. He's a very good player. Probably I don't think we should, over, <laughs> yeah, I don't think we should be overplaying him. So, no. so and I we've think, still got Pape Sata coming as well. So, we've yeah, yeah, got yeah, yeah, five. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's going to be interesting to see what exactly happens next season. And potentially, we're all going to sit here and say we need uh, an attacking midfielder like yeah. Ericsson. Even if it's not Ericsson. We still need someone of that ilk yeah, to we come do, in. We do. Yeah. So you're yeah. looking at six potentially that we could be having midfielders. So it's it will be interesting. It's going to be interesting. But well, the, the, the five subs next year is is yeah, that's as well important. Because, massive. Because what that does not only does it allow you to time waste, it allows you to go to Plan B, C, whatever. So I think we need an Ericsson type player, even though historically Conte hasn't played. But whether he's a number ten now or because of his issues, he's going to have to drop a bit deeper. But I'd like us to get a number 10 anyway, because it then gives us a chance for plan B, which after 60 minutes, you can kind of make three subs, mm. change how you play. And, and in terms of the defenders as well, if you're one nil up and need to, you know, kind of uh, uh, sit on a lead, one of those defenders, you know, they could be playing every week, maybe not the full game, but uh, I mean, Mark Swift yeah. said in terms of Sanchez, like to see him go. And uh, I have no idea what this means uh Brad, to answer that, I, I don't think I've taken any notice of the charts for about 20 years. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I, I was aware that the, the Kate Bush song uh, had been re-released because of Stranger Things. Um, oh, but, yes. Um, I'm, I'm sure there have been worse number ones. And, uh, I, and also Kate Bush at number one. I, I always remember Alan Partridge doing an impersonation of Kate Bush's Run up, up, running up that hill where he's doing the actions on, on uh, one of his <laughs> so when I think of Kate Bush at number one that's what I think of Alan Partridge yeah. doing impersonation <laughs> there have been far worse number ones I'm sure in the last yeah. few years but uh, yeah. oh, fair play I, I, I'm a cloud busting all this woman's work fan so rather than running <laughs> up that hill but there you go yeah. in terms of the uh, um, fixture list Marlon what I particularly like is this we play Chelsea, West, I've included West Ham because they were quite high and we don't historically do well there. City, United and Arsenal all away before Ooh. November. So oh, I know this. Yeah. I know So this we've too. got Chelsea away, second game. Uh, Man City away, 10th of uh, September. Arsenal, 1st of October, which will be moved to uh, May because they'll have a cold in the squad. Uh, Man United, 19th of uh, October as well. And West Ham, oh, West Ham at 30th of August. But I mean, last season, the way that we qualified for Champions League, you know, it, it, it hits that cliche. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. And yep. the last half after the World Cup, 
I think all we've got is Liverpool away. We play Liverpool at home just before the, uh, mm. in November before the World Cup uh, break. But you know, if we're t- going to sort of like make a dash for for hopefully title challenge, we've got all of those top teams at home, which mm. I'd expect us to. Uh, I expect us to beat everybody at home just because. <laughs> you, you've got to have that positivity. Obviously, if we're going to have all of those away from home towards the end, then it could be a bit of a struggle. But all of those, if we can get good results against those, stands mm. us in hugely good stead for the rest of the season. I think. And Conte has got a good rep of playing difficult teams away as well. He seems to set up yeah. really real well against them. But yeah, the, obviously, the, uh, that's what I quite like. And, and you're looking for, I mean, you alluded to it earlier, Marlon, with a, a kind of no hugely difficult sequences. I haven't looked at Man United's fixed list, but from what you said, it sounds like they have, which we haven't. We, we've got all of those dotted out. We've got Arsenal, Man United in one month, Chelsea and West Ham in one month, but we've got other games in between those. But yeah, I mean, in terms of all of those teams away from home in the first half of the, half of the season, if you like. Yeah. Good, perfect. bad or... or no, it's, it, I, it, no it's, it's perfect in the sense of scenario of... There's been times before where we've had a difficult second half of the season where we've had quite a lot of away games against big sides and we've struggled. So to have them get them all out of the way early, and actually, um, if Conte's philosophy is not completely, you know, full on by then, at least when they've played them games, a lot of them will realise what Conte's about, especially with the players coming in. So it's always a case of, like... I'm not going to sit here and go, we're going to go to Stamford Bridge and get a result. I'm not expecting it. I've, I've never expected it from any other manager. So why am I going to expect it from Conte? But if he, <laughs> but if, but if he goes there and he went, he went, I want to sit there and defend for nine minutes, I'm not going to begrudge him. I don't, you know, it doesn't matter what Chelsea team turn up against Spurs. They always come, come out and win. Mm. So it, to have all them games, especially for how our home record was this year against the top teams under Conte, You've got to be thankful, actually, if if we're in any run, say it is for top four, if it is for the title race, have all them games at home is going to be pivotal. Especially as we saw how the fans were for the Arsenal game and made it an absolute fortress. If we're in any kind of shape in those big games towards the end of the season of doing something special in that league, the fans are going to be bang up for that. And and we saw how that affected us. Not only no, Arsenal, but massive. us as well yeah, in that game. It's absolutely massive. And that's that and the home ground now is officially like I've always said since the Arsenal game's officially open. So mm. you've got to have the crowd behind us. Like we can get yeah. we can get a feel for the season at the beginning, get some of these games out of the way that we tend to struggle in part in like you know, we struggled against Southampton, we struggled against Wolves at home. But actually, if we had all them big games at home, you know, the players would get themselves up for it as well, because they'd be like, Oh my god, we can't slack off now. And if we got, if you know, if we play anything like we did in some of them, like when we played Everton, like what we did against Arsenal, you know, we can still get up for it. So it will be very, very interesting to see how that second half of the season goes, especially depending on who wins the World Cup. If England win it, you know, Harry Kane will definitely go in uh, all out to try and get something towards the end of the season. Yeah, and uh, Ian, in terms of in terms of those uh, teams away from home, yeah, we've had we've had seasons in the past where we play the three in a row or something like that. I'm assuming mm. from what Marlon was saying, that's what United have got at some point. Which, yeah. if you lose all three of those, can really derail your season. Certainly, if you're looking to do something special, losing three against the big boys who essentially you're competing with, but we, they're dotted around. So if we do lose a couple, we've got other games to put that right and, and get that off of our minds instantly. Whereas if you've got three in a row, you lose the first two, it becomes a lot more pressurised. We have to win that last one. But 
What would you yeah. make of those uh, those uh, teams uh, early doors away from? Yeah, I, 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 I'm a little bit more philosophical than the others. I take a view: you have to play everybody home and away. So mm. where you play them doesn't matter. And I mean, we ended up, although we were like four points behind Arsenal with a game in hand, and they had a game in hand. You look at the fixtures and say. This is where they might drop points. In fact, they got points at Chelsea. They got points at West Ham. West Ham's cup, uh, European Cup run um, obviously made a... Oh, can, I'm going to have to come back. I've got someone at my door. So I will... I what, 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 Sorry what Ian was going to say there is that, yeah, they, we, expect, we looked at the fixtures and we expected, oh, they're going to they're gonna struggle against Chelsea, they're going to struggle against West Ham and Man United. And they won all those three games and yet they went and lost to Newcastle. Yeah. So... So yeah, I think that's uh, it's just, yeah. What do you make of the uh, uh, those fixtures, the the away from home against the top teams, Brad? Are you with Marlon yeah, no, or with uh, Ian? We have to play them any. I, so it doesn't really make I, I I I see what I know what Ian's saying. We do play every team twice during the season, but I think that we're playing Chelsea away. I think it's a really good fixture to have second up because by that. Well, that, no team is like like when we played Man City last season at yeah. the home game. You know they hadn't got into their stride, and and we beat them. And I think that's the same with with Chelsea. And we're we're due a result at Chelsea. Yeah. We're due a result at Arsenal. Man City will be difficult because they'll be really out. You know we've we've done them so many times now that they'll be like really careful not to you know to let it happen again. But uh, yeah, no, I'd rather play and get them out of the way and 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 and. As people have been saying, with the atmosphere that we had in the Arsenal game, we get the atmosphere at our home games, play these difficult games at home. And we can only hope, I mean, if we can have a season like the 2017 season, where we mm. we won 17 at home and only drew and drew two at home, we didn't lose yeah. at home. I'm not saying that we're going to do that again, but that sort of home record, then you're reliant on, on your away games. You can get some decent results in your away games. And we're playing West Ham, Chelsea and Man City early on. If we can get some results there, then yeah, you, you set yourself up. That, that's why I quite. That's why I think the having the suppose um, there's no easy games, you know, cliche number one. But having those games in August means that we can hopefully get off to a decent start, and then that breeds yeah. confidence, and you go on from there. So, so yeah, no, I'm I'm quite happy to play those those away games uh, early. Yeah, and in terms of Chelsea, Marlon, uh, it's a new Chelsea, new owner, and all of that business. They'll obviously want to spend money but we've got the opportunity certainly now we've got three players although two because Fraser Forster won't be starting but Perisic and Basumi you'd expect either will be or, or very close to be they're going to be fully integrated into that squad by the time the season kicks off Chelsea could be doing a Tottenham and buying all of their players uh, late I don't think they've signed anyone yet we've obviously signed three there's all these reports that we're not done there by any stretch and we're getting more and more and more they're going to be fully integrated by the time that season starts. And away to Chelsea, fully integrated, new team against potentially a Chelsea team that's still finding their feet. No? Is this, right. is this me look, pulling no, 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 look, no, no, no. Yeah, you're... you're, you're <laughs> Let, let, do you know what? I remember, I think, was did we not play them at Wembley um, one of the first couple of games into the season? They had a bad start. And then Alonso mm. literally hit mm. two, three, two goals and literally killed us. Yeah, it's Chelsea, and I look at it now. Even if right, no, so looking at the squad now and looking at Chelsea's squad now, Chelsea, I still think Chelsea would beat us. Chelsea are still better than us right now because we Arsenal. haven't, we yeah, we haven't really improved dramatically to, to go into Chelsea tomorrow. 
to think that we can, you know, this Chelsea team have had a year with Tuchel and, you know, we played them in January and I, I still think if we would have played Chelsea in May, we would have still struggled. It's just the way Conte, Conte is just struggling at the moment against Tuchel and, you know, it's it's not like as a, us as a club when we play Chelsea, like no matter what, no matter what season, whatever we do, we just struggle. Um, and it's Stamford Bridge. You know, there is a reason why we've only won it once in the Premier League. And, you know, it's going to be their first home game. And for them, Chelsea, you know, Spurs is the big game for them. You know, that's their big home game where they're going to cut turn up. And there's going to have to be some major improvements for me to see over the next few weeks to think that we can go into that Chelsea game and win. Obviously, I think we can win any game. But Liverpool away, Chelsea away, Man United away are free write-offs for me. I, a, a draw is a positive result. And, you know, when we drew against Liverpool towards the end of last season, I was shocked. But let's be honest, most people expected us to lose against Liverpool. We still went to a crap Man United and lost, right? Considering we were the team on form. So for me, until, like, even if Chelsea lose Lukaku tomorrow, I don't think it's going to make a difference. Um, they've still got pretty, apart from Rudiger, he's probably a big miss for them. I still well, it's like, it's like audio think, artisan says here, they've yeah. got an entire potentially an entirely new defence mm. to bed in Rudiger. I think they've got uh, is it Azpilicueta, is he yeah. leaving as He's well? leaving, so, Christensen's yeah. leaving yeah. as well. So, I mean, regardless of how old they are, what they mm. did last season and, and what you think of them, Rudiger in particular is a huge, was a huge player mm. for them. And they, he, he was a leader in that team. Azpilicueta, I think, is the captain, isn't he? So yeah. another leader there. So I, I would be got, surprised. They've got to if, replace those yeah. and they can't just replace them with... If Chelsea would, you know, for me, I, I, this is how I'd see it. If Chelsea were to lose, not do very well at the beginning of the season, say they literally had a bad start, they'd still beat us in that bad start. It's just the way it is. <laughs> and I, 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 can't, I can't be more positive than that. Because I, it's just the way Chelsea... Like, what, what in the past can I see where Spurs have gone to Stamford Bridge and done well, yeah, apart from the We'll have you on every seasons. stream, Marlon. Come that, come that game, you'll have changed. We'll have oh, turned you to... Uh, we'll gonna, beat Chelsea, we'll beat Chelsea. No, it, you know what, for me... We'll turn we that got, frown upside down, Marlon. If we got if we got a Bastonian <laughs> or, you know, some of the defenders we're being linked with, because for me, we're still at the same back three. Romero can only make a slight bit of difference to our back three. If we go there with Dyer, Davis and Romero, I don't think we're going to win. I personally don't. I think Chelsea will play a certain way. And at the end of the day, if Royale's gone as well, we're going to have to try and bed in a new right wing back. You know, it looks like we're going to have to bed in a new left wing back as well. So we've got our own issues at the back. And considering Kane generally never plays well against Chelsea, Sun, it's here and thereabouts. We don't have a great record at Stamford Bridge. So for me... If we went there and got a draw, I'd be happy. I was happy when Mourinho got a draw there. You know, I thought it was the best nil-nil we could have got. And considering <laughs> Roden did try and mess it up for us as well in that game. But I can't be as confident yet. I love the sign. Like, the signings have been great. Like, if actually, if Foster was in goal, I wouldn't be too begrudged about it. It would be, it would be literally, it wouldn't be a bad one. But Perisic, let's be honest, has got to get used to the Premier League. Right, we know. But he, he'll be very wily, and he's a winner. So there'll be yeah. things that he does. That yeah, he's still got to settle, and that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, Perisic yeah. has still got to settle, and we're, I think we're all expecting Perisic to come in and do a Benton core and a Kulu. But Kulu had to settle. Kulu wasn't didn't have the best start. Let's be honest; he kind of settled in quicker than we, you know, most European players do. But Benton core, 
you know, we've got hope, we, you know, Perisic comes in and does a bent to court and does settle. Otherwise, again, we are looking at a few games. That, the Premier League's not easy. And I think yeah. that's the biggest issue that we've got to kind of get into our heads is that are these players going to settle? Um, will they, you know, and Perisic, is, his age is a big factor and this is a fast league. And I get what everyone's saying, but it might take Perisic five or six games just to get the hang of it. And that's the bit we need to worry about. And Chelsea's number two on the list. So it'll be very interesting to see where he, he gets into. Um, but yeah, no positive. It's positive. But whether we'll beat <laughs> Chelsea or not, I'm not that positive. Like I said, three games I'm, I am looking at it going, we're guaranteed to lose. Chelsea away, United away and Liverpool away. Anything better, yeah. and I, anything I, I, better, better than that is, is a great result. <laughs> I'm not sure. That Liverpool game, I think, will give a hell of a lot of belief to those players that if we can go away to Liverpool, who are fighting for a league, so there's no yeah. there's no taking it easy because we've got a big Champions League game. They're fighting for that league. They're top team, the best team that he could have put out. We should have won that game. But I think Basuma Brad is huge for us because one of our big issues last year, I think, in that midfield not keeping the ball and away from home when you're going to be constantly under pressure you need to be able to keep that ball and Everton Dembele in the in the, the 17, 16 17 mm. season when we conceded the goal of, or a chance they got hold of the ball for five minutes all the momentum quashed and then we go again I think Basuma has shown he's a midfielder who can pretty much do anything I think he can break yeah. things up he can keep hold of the ball he can dictate a pace of a game he can drive forward he can spot a pass and he can score goals I think as long as the allegations are, are false, I mean, he, we've spent that money. If the allegations are true, he deserves to go to prison and then we're just idiots for spending that money. But if, if they're false, then we've got an unbelievable player there, I think. Used to the Premier well, League, I, I, used to the pace of the Premier League, like Marlon was saying, hmm. with uh, Perisic, and he can do everything. And I think him keeping hold of the ball, he, he does that for, he, he was doing that for Brighton for donkey's years. It, it, it's worth saying he hasn't held the shirt up yet, but it's looking likely that he will be. Um, <laughs> yeah, but Tottenham, Tottenham officials always the last place that you go to to see new signings, anyway. It's, it's but uh, yeah. as just far as the allegations, as well, Mark Swift has said about Perisic. Think he's too old. Uh, Perisic, thirty-three in the Premier League, too old for me. What I would say, I know it's a different position. Ronaldo, slightly different, mm. and and. Some as Pelaqueta, although he is used to the Premier League, so I get that. But well, I don't, it, I don't it, think Conte would be signing these players if he didn't think they could yeah. hack it in the Premier League. And that, that's what I would say about uh, look. Yeah. This is only my speculation or, or my. Is that we want players that are, that are not only are they good players, but they they are mentally ready. They're they're good for the team, and all this sort of stuff. And I would like to think that they've done their homework on Basuma regarding the court case. I mean, that, that's just me. Levien no, spending twenty yeah. for my money. Yeah. Levien spending twenty five p. There's a chance yeah. that he's yeah. going to lose that money without him being yeah. able to play. But as far as the player, I mean, I've heard him described as as Kante like. Mm. So if he's anything like Kante, well then we we got a good player there, and that's the sort of as you say, the ball holding player is is what you need. Uh, and and let's face it. He's he's taken us apart a couple of times. So uh, whenever a player takes you well, apart, he, he stops Kane. Him up, doing, I say, he, you know? he stopped Kane doing anything. So he, yeah. he sacrificed his being going forward and uh, 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 picking off passes to for his for, for the team, stopping the danger well, man yeah, on the yeah. other team playing. And then they got a result from it. So I think he can yeah, do yeah. absolutely anything for Sumo. You know what? How you how you, also how you can gauge a player is what the other fans say when you sign him. And I, I just uh, bumped into a, a guy doing some charity work in, in, in a place called Gawler, where I'm more Spain. And we started to he said, oh, you're from England. So, yeah, and we started talking about football. And he said, oh, you got Basuma. Oh, what a player. 
And he was a Liverpool fan. He said, oh, I'll be going on all the Man United uh, websites and that. They're all they're all in they're all in bits that they did well with him. And they're they're really angry that they didn't sign him, sort of thing. So so I think you can gauge a player's ability on on on, on that as a sort of a outside the box type thing. But yeah, um, yeah no, I think it's a very good signing. And, and it, like most Tottenham signings, it came out of the blue. You know, linked with all these other players and suddenly signing Basuma. So that's a good signing. Yeah. Uh, as, a, as you say, hasn't held up the shirt yet, and I tend to think that probably might be till next week. But uh, it looks like it's been done and dusted. All the part reports are that he's he's, he's passed yeah. his medical, and it's just a, a, yeah. a, a question of when, not if. But yeah, yeah. as long as those uh, allegations are false, like I say, if they're true, he deserves to go to prison, and we deserve mm. to lose money because we're stupid by not doing our due diligence. And and you can't have someone who's guilty of those things getting away with it just because he's got money. Uh, so if they are true, we're idiots for spending that money and he deserves to go to prison and we deserve to lose that money. But if they're false, we've got an unbelievable player there and for very cheap on the level of quality that he has. Yeah, 35 million, I think it goes up to it on, on uh, performances and performance-related mm. stuff, which even if it goes up to that, 35 million for Basuma, 25-year-old, unbelievable value, unbelievable value. Uh, but based on uh, Ian, the uh, um, fixtures, the first five games, uh, I'll read them out. We've discussed a couple. Yeah, already. I had them up before. Uh, yeah, Southampton home, Chelsea away, Wolves home, Forest away, West Ham away. <sighs> Possibly two away games there, which... Uh, but the home yeah. games, you'd expect to win those and... Forest, uh, sorry, Chris, I, I need to log out again. I'm sorry, I'll, oh, I'll okay. mute myself this time. Oh, OK. I'll come to you then, Marlon. Uh, Ian, <laughs> dodging the question. Uh, yeah, those first you. five games, uh, bar with the Chelsea one, I've, I've got the feeling, correct me if I'm wrong, that you may not think we'll get a win there. Um, <laughs> but the, the home games especially, we should be winning in the Forest. By then, well, you'd hope yeah. that their bubble has kind of burst in terms of they, they've won their first couple of games. You don't, you, you don't want a newly promoted team, certainly one who have just come in after <laughs> such a long hiatus. First, Arsenal found that with Brentford last year. Fourth game in, I think we'll be all right there. But yeah, think, would you yeah, make yeah, the first five? Yeah, so Southampton, you know, like if you look at their last couple of seasons, always start badly. So actually getting the first game and out of the way, considering what they did to us in, was it March, February last year? Yeah. This year, sorry. You kind of go, yeah, great fixture. Chelsea fixture, obviously, um, um, <laughs> that's just a no-go. Um, but um, to have Wolves again, because uh, we had them last this in the last this obviously away from home this time, so it's a great fixture to have. Um, it depends on how they start, but it's but if it's the new Conte Spurs, I should expect us to go and you know get three points. Have Forest in the second game, their second Premier League game. Hopefully, is you know depending on how their first game goes, you're hoping that actually a decent Premier League team turning up actually show them where they're at as yeah. well. And actually, us being the first one, and hopefully with Kane, Son, I think it could be one of those where they, a reality check hopefully comes into play. Yeah. Hopefully. I'm not counting, you know, I'm, and it should, especially after the Chelsea result, I'm expecting everything to go smoothly after that. And the West Ham mm. game probably comes at the right time for us, um, more than them. West Ham are not the greatest starters either. Um, they mm. tend to slowly get their rhythm going but mm. for them it's that as they as they say to us it's their cup final so uh, it's yeah. going to be the one where they're going to be completely up for it 
but it's a good time to play them for us, um, hopefully. Um, and depending on how their fixtures are, are running as well, it could yeah. be a great time for us, especially if we get a good result against Forest to play them. So if we haven't lost by then, um, if we if we came and came out and went, we haven't lost by then, I'd be perfectly happy. Um, but I'm probably expecting two draws to be in in that if if it is. And I personally think I reckon I won't be surprised if we got got a draw against Chelsea. I reckon we'll draw to Forest and probably beat West Ham. Um, if it's going to be in that order, but the first two home games, brilliant, absolutely couldn't ask for two better home games. What do you think, Ian? First five, yeah. Games? So I've got a plumber here, and he, he's a bit early, and that, but which is great because I need him in. But uh, when he had got a question, I need to answer. I mean, yeah, let's not get silly about oh, we'll get fifteen points from our first five games. But um, I, I think West Ham overachieved last year, and I think it might be difficult for them to 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 maintain that if they don't bring in, you know, um, you know, some 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 new players. Uh, Chelsea. Someone said, I think um, Audio Artisan commented in the in the chat. Chelsea have a you know a completely yeah. new defence to bed in. That's not going to be easy. Now, one of the yeah. things, if there was one thing that annoyed me about Conti last year, is he seemed to have this inferiority complex with Chelsea. He didn't have it with Liverpool. He didn't have it with Arsenal, um, but he had it with Chelsea. I don't expect us to be going to Stamford Bridge with any sort of fear at all. Yeah, yeah of course, it will be a hard game. But it's a game I would expect us to be trying to get something mm. rather than being resigned to getting beat. Um, West Ham's there. Forest will be a decent side. I think they're 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 not bad. Southampton, yeah. But I'm looking at the kind of squad, and I think we're a long way from finished, as I was alluding mm. to earlier, with the Conti's putting together. We shouldn't be fearing anybody. No. Absolutely. I think anybody. if we can go away to Liverpool, I think I said it earlier. That, that draw against Liverpool should have won. I think that that to the players tells them yeah. we can beat anybody mm-hmm. here. This is a Liverpool fight for the title, not not taking Absolutely. it easy to go for Champions League in the in the next game. So, well, yeah, I mean, Brad, yeah. Uh, first five. Yeah, I I would say, and I'm basing this on the fact that uh, when Conte took over, uh, from when he took over, we were the third <coughs> best team in the league last season. The fact that we're going to add to our squad, the fact that. Uh, there's not many other teams apart from Liverpool and and, and Man City that, that that you know that are above us. Uh, Chelsea are, are changing their team because of what's happened financially with them, so they're going to be changing. So, based on all of that, I would expect us to have a really good chance of of getting top three this season. Uh, probably more realistically third, but then you never know if Man City or Liverpool have a have a, a bad season as can happen. Then maybe second. I'm not expecting Tottenham to do, win do the league. Do you think we could have uh, as good a season as them? You know, the 80, late 80s, 90 points? Or do you think that's um, a bit too much for us? I, I, I would at the moment realistically say that I, I think we're well capable of third this season. Yeah. Uh, and on that, I would say that you have to win your home games. You have to be confident you're, you're going to win all of your home games. I'm not saying we are going to win all of our home games. We probably won't. So look at these fixtures. The first two home games... We should be looking at winning those. And I agree with what Marlon says about Nottingham Forest away. They've just started in the Premiership. Although one of the promoted teams always starts well over the last few years. Look at Brentford last season. But I would expect us to go uh, and win that. And Chelsea away, West Ham away, I, I, I would say probably a minimum there of, of a point in each. So, you know, it's what, three, nine... Yeah, so that's 11 points out of 15 in our first five games. And I think that's a reasonably solid start. 
you know, I don't think I, I wouldn't be complaining about that if, if we got that. Uh, yeah. And then you set yourself up for the rest of the season. But I think we really, uh, and I'm presuming that we are going to be signing some more players uh, before. Yeah, the, oh, that's the other thing. Is that this is a team that's going to have Conte's going to have a, a, a total pre-season with them, with hopefully the, the whole squad. And we're not going to be buying players on the last day of the window like we normally do and then have to bed them in. I'm hoping that we'll have the majority of our squad ready be- before pre-season or during pre-season training and then going to Korea. So when they come back yeah. ready for a premiership, they're, they're ready to go. So, so yeah, I'd look at those fixtures and I, I wouldn't be too disappointed with 11 out of 15 there. I think that'd be a, a nice solid start. Obviously, I'd, yeah. What, Eleven what, was what, the figure I had in mind. Funny, but yeah. listening to you guys when I was eleven's yeah. the figure I've yeah. got in mind. But yeah. um, what, just what a piece about? of total self-indulgence, Chris. I was at I was at Nottingham Forest in 1978 when uh, we went there. They were the champions, and we oh. went there having just signed our Diaz and Via. Mm. Um, that was, and it was. I tell you what, it was. It was 90, 90 degrees that day as well. It was an ab- absolutely wonderful <laughs> day out. Tremendous. Yeah. And, uh, Marlon, Marlon, what about the last uh, four? We'll go in May. Palace home, Villa away, Brentford home, Leeds away. So, if, so, you're, if you're yeah. fighting for stuff there, you can't really ask. Well, this is, this is why I said, yeah. No, paper, this is why I said it's paper, been kind. Obviously, yeah. we don't know the situation of all the other teams. Well, but on paper, you couldn't really ask. For, no. And uh, it, well, the only the yeah. only difficult one out of all of them that I'd say, and it depends on you know how their season goes, is probably Villa away because we just don't mm. know what Gerard's going to be doing next season. But that's what I was talking about earlier, how kind that last set of fixtures have been to us um, completely. So <coughs> you've got to look at it and go, if that if we are going into the last four games again and we're needing something, that's probably the kindest mm. thing that's probably happened. Like, we do well at Villa Park. Uh, Brentford at home, you know, Brentford are not the best travellers and there's going to be no Ericsson next year, which is probably a big miss for them mm. um, because they started to falter. In January, and you know, if it wasn't for Ericsson coming in, I've got a strange yeah. feeling Brentford would have gone down. So, um, they and, and a lot of people go, you know, Brentford were good towards the end, but I think Ericsson was a big part of that. And you can't re- replace an Ericsson for them is going to be difficult. It's going to take yeah. two or three good, good players, not one. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and Leeds United. Well, it depends on how Jesse Marsh does, but he ain't gonna he ain't gonna mm. turn down trees with Leeds this season. So it's another great fixture to have. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, looking at it, you know, we can't complain. And as um, Aris have said there, Burnley. The fact that we don't have to play Burnley, I'm ha- I'm over the moon. <laughs> Absolutely over the moon. Like yeah. I know we have a good record against them, but oh my god, I hated playing them. I just hated playing them. So. Yeah. But yeah, it's, the fixture list has been really kind. The only thing that worries me, and I tell, and this is the only thing because we're all looking at. It. I know we finished fourth, but we haven't looked at the teams behind us and what United and Arsenal and you know possibly West Ham, if they have good transfer windows, you know. Let's be honest, Arsenal only finished two points behind us, and then um, we weren't greatly in front of them. And we, we, okay, Basuma's probably a great signing. But if Arsenal go and have a great transfer window as well, you know, I know we all badger them about Arteta and stuff, but they, they're going to have periods that they're going to do well in. And actually, they could be, if we're still fighting for fourth, we're not that many great players in front of them to be going that we're going to finish completely 10 or 11. So we've got we've got to be careful on what's going on behind us. Yeah, we've got to look ahead of us and be looking at Chelsea. But are we going to catch Liverpool and City this season? 
I'm not entirely sure even all the signings we're making. So it's just let's get keep level headed and make sure that we're making sure the teams behind us can't catch us. We've got to be aiming to be finishing 10 or 11 points in front of them this season. So, you know, let's just not get too carried away. That is all I, I'm I think we're I think we're more stable than any of the teams behind us because Man United are gonna have a new manager. Uh, uh, Arsenal, yeah, yeah. yeah, Arsenal or Arsenal, uh, West Ham or West Ham, and Chelsea. Are, you know, as, as someone said, are, are probably going to have a new bat line. But if I, if I, if you give Arsenal a striker, let's say Arsenal go out and actually get, say they win, they're, they're heavily rumored at the moment for Jesus from City. Yeah, mm. say, but yeah, and say you, and so say they just say they went out and got Martinez as well. Say they went and got Jesus and Martinez, right? Just, just for talking purposes, I know Martinez might not end up there, and I'm just talking. Actually, Arsenal do have a decent side. They've got Saliba to come back. Gabriel is not a bad defender. Yeah, Ben White is Ben White. We won't talk about him. But actually, Arsenal's <laughs> team is is not as bad as we're all making out to be. Yeah, they lost Thomas Partey as well. Like Thomas Partey mm. is up there. He's actually a great mm. builder. So we have to be careful. And actually, Arsenal's eleven is actually not that bad. They need a striker. I do think away from home, though, they're, they're going to drop a lot of points. You saw how they were with us, saw with Newcastle, mm. but they big atmospheres. Yeah. If, if Forest, you know, will have a big but, atmosphere. because of a... they, they were missing key players, and this is, yeah, if mm. they're missing key players, they are going to struggle. And this is Arsenal all over. As a starting eleven. Arsenal, let's be honest, when they had their starting eleven, I know they got, they're going to have Europa League games thrown into that as well. They were still decent. They still managed to be, two, was it two points behind us they finished in the end? Yeah. And this is a terrible Arsenal team. So if they made some quality signings as well, would yeah. they still be behind us? Probably because let's be honest, Abamian yeah. weren't great, and um, what's his name, Lacazette wasn't scoring. But yet this team still finished how many points behind us? And we had the, the other Sun. side of the coin to that though is uh, yeah. I think mid March they were was it nine uh, six points ahead of us with the game in hand plus plus and, about and, and, nine goals. You know, yeah. But, but this is what I'm saying. But they, and, decent uh, signings, you don't know. Yeah. Like we're all we're all getting excited about us. But if they were to make two or three good signings as well, yeah, they, it could still I happen. Think, I think it's a lot more than just careful. a few signings. I think their their mentality there is completely yeah. dropped. And and we, we get we oh. get bashed with a stick, uh, Spurs fans. You know, Spursy. You know, bottle it. They completely bottled that because they should have got fourth there. They should have had fourth wrapped up pretty much before we even played them in, in, in that third last game. So and, and, and then Newcastle, we beat them. They, they go away to Newcastle, have to get something there. Awful they were, Newcastle. Yeah. Server. I, think I think their mentality well. is... Make sure Newcastle yeah. as well. So unless they get a three absolute winners in who can literally take all of those other players by the scruff of the neck. I mean, Saka, I think, is a good player. I, I, I think Saka's... I'm the opposite good. to you. I'm not I'm, a key fan yeah. of Saka. But, but I'm I think, not, I'm I think not their convinced. mentality is, is, is the big issue there. And they yeah. haven't got a leader in Arteta there like we have with Conte, who will not tolerate failure, Conte. We'll lose games, we'll lose games, but he will not be happy about it and he won't be shy and letting them know how it is. Whereas everything coming out of Arsenal, finished fifth after balls in fourth up. Well, we've had a better season. No, 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 you haven't. You 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 fucked it up. You, you haven't had a good season. You're just saying that to try and get away from it, get away with it. If that was Conte, we were in that position and got fifth, there'd be no excuses there furiously would be because that's what winners do they, they don't tolerate mm. failure like that so I think their mentality is a big issue Arsenal. Sorry Ian uh, uh, Yeah no I was just going to add to that I think it's not Arsenal get battered everywhere they go that's a song. Arsenal get bullied everywhere they mm. go. You look at some of the games, you know that first game of the season against Brentford 
you they, could tell that was going to happen. If they didn't turn up, Brentford would be bang up for it. The fans would be as well. The players they, would be as well. And you could tell that would happen. Crystal Palace away got bullied out the game. Tottenham away got bullied out the game. Newcastle away got bullied out the game. That's a, You're absolutely spot on, Chris. That's a mental thing. And that doesn't change easily. Although the, the word on the street is they are getting uh, Gabriel Jesus. And I think he's a really good player. I would have liked to have had him. Just- just, because just I think to add he would... something to both what you were saying. You're yeah, talking about mental you're talking about mentality, but Spurs still got a mentality to mm. jump over hoops through as well. So we're in the same boat as Arsenal. We can sit there and say Conte's done this, but you gotta remember we had a chance when we played Southampton and the Wolves, and we remember we were at a point where we were winning, losing, winning, losing. Our mentality hasn't changed yet. Yeah, we're signing better players, but we've got to I it's the same stick that you're throwing at Arsenal with mentality. And yeah. you've not got Frey at Spurs as well. And to say the mentality's not changed yet, like we haven't, we you, you can't sit there and go, they haven't got the mentality when we technically don't have the mentality. We're just lucky that the team that we were fighting against just had a weaker mentality than we did because there was games this season that under Conte, let's forget about the Nuno stuff, there's games under Conte this season where our mentality was poor. Like the fact that we, at home to Brighton, we should be winning them games and there's no way Conte mm. set up to think. Brentford away, we should never have allowed Brentford to dictate that first half like we no. did. And this is and this is the only thing. So whatever the stick that we're throwing at Arsenal, should it not be thrown at Spurs as well? Yeah, That's yeah, my only question. Yeah, it's not done and dusted yet, but the, yeah. the fact that when it mattered, we got those those wins done with Arsenal. Yeah. Is that any cause for kind of optimism that the tide could be turning for, for Spurs? Or is it still too early to say for you, you, you know what I what I think about the Arsenal game is that we seem to win it routinely. It was like a routine win. Yes. It wasn't yeah, it like was, yeah. we wouldn't play them up. We they sort of you know, oh that was a routine win. And that, that impressed me. That that that's you want you want your team to be up the top by by having routine wins. You don't want your team to be up the top by playing out their skins every single game because that, that's not going to happen for a whole season. Yeah. You want to, to be able to play, as well, play averagely and win your games. You know, so uh, so I thought that that to me that was very telling that we won that game, especially when you when you watch it again. I mean, obviously at the time you're you're all up there and intense and that, but when you actually watch the replay of the game back, you think well, actually we we won that really comfortably. You know, I so think that, I think that's where they crumbled. And and audio mm. artisan says I think Ramsdale's going to crumble after that England game, just like Robinson. <laughs> not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. Uh, <laughs> Renegade Sound, how you doing, buddy? Uh, any clarification on the Moore situation you could offer? We'll be talking about players coming in and out later on. I don't actually know anything about that. Uh, wonderful host, me. I do all my research. <laughs> uh, but yeah, in terms of the uh, formation, uh, the formation, the fixtures. Uh, start with you in any. Ignore the easy on paper, but difficult one. Difficult. Uh, yeah. uh, look at end of April, Man United and Liverpool. Man United at home, Liverpool yeah. away just before the end. But I, I couldn't see anything that was like, oh, that's a tough month. I think that's where we're getting to as a club, Chris, that we don't yeah. look at games. Although I gather the, uh, the Premier League are now making it compulsory for Conte to let Jurgen Klopp know exactly what tactics. <laughs> I mean, I mean Mar- Marlon just shouted out there, February would be the one that you'd look at. But Man City, yeah. West Ham, Chelsea, all at home. So if that was yeah. the other way round, mm. away from home, that's a terrible one. And yet our record against City is absolutely incredible. For yeah, yeah. when you think they, you know, they've been the best league side 
well, certainly for what over the last five six years, they have been the the best uh, side in the league, um, and yet we've beaten them time and time again. Have they even? They haven't even scored at the the, the new stadium. Um, I think I'm I'm right in saying that. Let yeah, alone one. Not. That's correct. So. You know, uh, no, I'm not looking. I'm I'm really optimistic. I'm, you know, I'm uh, I'm older than Brad. I'm certainly a lot older than 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 you than you two. Um, <laughs> that uh, the, uh, the 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 optimism I have going into this season is probably as great as any season that that yep. we've got into in terms of what we can do as a club in terms of maybe winning more than one cup. And being up there, yeah, top three is realistic. But I wouldn't rule out us making a, a proper title challenge. And this isn't, you know, we're not getting to the end of August and thinking, oh, who can we who can we bring in who's available? You know, I'm looking in the next two or three weeks that we would have brought in another two, three, four decent players. And then you look and say, who's stronger than us? Who is stronger yeah. than us? I mean, Liverpool have won the same number of Premier League titles as Leicester and Blackburn. I mean that's that's the reality. They haven't won the title. They've only won it once. Um, yes, City. But at what at a point do they get to a point where it becomes too routine that you just cannot, cannot, cannot keep 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 it up? Although I hate I hate to say it, I think Harlan's a wonderful, wonderful signing. Well, he's um, straight in my fancy football team. Uh, oh, me against me, but I, you've you've got a spoiler of my team now. I don't mind telling you. He's do you know, do you know what? It's funny enough you mentioned Harlan because apparently the Manchester City board had to convince um, <laughs> Pep to sign him because. His style of play actually doesn't suit Pep. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see how that's all going to work out over this next season. Mm -hmm. Because the way Harlem plays is not very Man City-like. So it'd be very True. interesting to see if Pep has to adjust the way City play. Because now they're going to, let's be honest, they're going to have a number let, nine for the first time let, since Aguero let me, was fit. Let me put a question to you three. If they'd have gone and made a proper effort to get Harry Kane, do you think they might have been the team that was going for the quadruple last season? Possibly. I mean, mm. Kane can drop in, Carney, so he's not... Mm. He was a, a typical number nine. He's possibly not now. He, he's, he's a bit messy-like, isn't he, that he can go drift in and mm. stay up top, but... Yeah, I've personally, the treble I would have gone for. Yeah, um, I mean, when I we Champions played them, game would, yeah, when we played them at home, they was they were putting crosses in for number nine who just wasn't there. So Kane would obviously mm. help that situation. Well, you could be you could be on us out there, Ian, because let's face it, Man City won the title, and but for some ridiculous performing in the last few minutes of the game against Real Madrid, they they should really have been playing in the Champions League final. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, you, you look uh, at that uh, game, and you, yeah. you have to say if they had had a proper number nine and striker, that game, mm. that game was dead and buried. They should, mm. you know, ben, the yeah. difference was ben, ben, Benzema, and that's a proper yeah. number nine yeah. there as well. So you can sit there and yeah. go, yeah. The, the, I saw a great, a bit of a great, a great cartoon after that game, which showed the 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 whiteboards at half time and the Man City whiteboards having all these sort of arrows going all around the pitch, and the Real yeah. Madrid whiteboard had. Long ball, Benzema, goal. That's it. Sort of thing. So, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I, there were times I watched Manchester City last season and I just thought, you are so desperate for a proper number nine when they were making, you know, getting round the back and what have you. Mm. But there was no, you know, no proper set, an old fashioned centre forward sometimes. I know Kane has got a lot more to his game than that. But when you look at you look at the goal, the winning goal he scored from uh, Kudasevsky's cross, that was an old-fashioned yeah. centre-forward goal. Um, and if they'd have had it, I, I just think you know, I, I, I think they'd have, I think they'd have, they'd have done a lot better. And I think from a City point of view, when you look at their their muscle, their resources, they absolutely dropped a bollock, not going in and saying we'll pay 150 170 million um yeah, I, I, just need to drop, I just need to cut in sorry marlon i know you've got to go uh, yeah thanks so much for coming on and just uh you've got two channels essentially hotspur hood which i'm on as well tommy's yeah. channel and mm. south view uh, a view from the south, south stand, stand as well yeah. so uh, yeah uh, give a shout out to both of those and, and, and yeah so a view from the south stand obviously won't start now till next season since the match reactions you can also find it on the hotspur hood um, but if there's any anyone who's watching this, if you could check out the um, Let's Trip Down White Hart Lane I did the other day, mm. it's a very, very good piece that I did. And hopefully what I'm going to try and do is get more and more guests to come on and give me their 1 to 11. So it'll be very, very interesting if you can watch that. But as always, please like and subscribe to Chris's channel, Let's Talk Tottenham. And obviously you can find him on Hotspur Hood on the Monday with us lot as well. So, but yeah, cheers, Chris. And oh, cheers, no guys. Thanks yeah, so much. Cheers, Take it Take easy. Care. Uh, thanks so much to Marlon for coming on. But yeah, sorry, Ian. No, 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 you're good. I'm... I seem to be cutting off. It's, it's nothing personal, I find. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're fine. We're absolutely fine. I tell you, anyone, any cricket fans here? Because England are 400 for two in 43.5 over. Oh, oh, it's against, know... the against the Netherlands, isn't it? <laughs> it's against the Netherlands. Um, Butler's 137 think... off 58 balls. Milan, oh, he's a, a positively pedestrian. 121 off a, 107. <laughs> but um, I just saw on my Facebook, because uh, of uh, Nick's on it, and I don't know if you are, Brad. I know you're yeah, not. Yeah, he's Brad, there, isn't he? They're, they're there. Yeah, I don't know who who's oh, gone. Right. Brian's gone, I think, has he? But certainly, uh, Nick's in uh, the Netherlands. I think. Uh, um, I don't know. Has it been played in Amsterdam or? I don't know. I don't. I know. think so. That's where he's gone, isn't he, Nick? So I think it is. Yeah. In Amsterdam. yeah. Certainly. I'd imagine in Amsterdam the pitch will be quite a small one. So. Uh... Yeah, was, <laughs> well, Butler's hit it out of the ground a few times. So, <laughs> but anyway, they got uh, four, six overs and a ball. To we'll see what they can get. I wondered at one point they might get five hundred, but I think four could seven be a could be a record. Should be on for a record, surely. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, Butler just—I mean, the ball sits there. I mean, blank six, one, two, six, and uh, here he goes. <laughs> But uh, anyway, we're, we're here to talk about football, not my <laughs> In terms of City as well, Audio Artisan said City of Alvarez coming in as well, talented striker mm. too. So they're, they're obviously uh, not making waves, that's the wrong word, making positive, proactive decisions in the transfer market. So Liverpool with the Carvalho, I think, from Fulham. Um, yeah. But yeah, sorry, Ian. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I think I think City, <laughs> Liverpool appear. You know, they they with Mane and you know perhaps up front they've not been quite as strong as they would like to be. The players that they brought in, I think Diaz will have a better season. Um, and is it Nunes, the Nunes, uh, the guy Nunes. from uh, Benfica? Mm, is yeah. I've, I've only seen him a little bit, but what I hear about him, he's a a great player. Um, what they're doing, Liverpool, there is, and they did it with Diaz. They're preparing for the Marnes and the Salas to go. Yeah. 
Yeah, but, they haven't gone yet, and then they go, "Oh shit, we've got to replace them like for like." They're yeah. doing it so they can bed them in. Very similar to what we did with uh, Friedel and Loris. Friedel yeah. was on his way out. We get Loris in, mm. so when Friedel does retire, Loris has already replaced him, and he doesn't have to bed in because he's already bedded in in number one. So it's very clever what Liverpool are doing, and. Yeah, that's well, they're, they're well managed. They're, they're, they're a well a well run club, aren't they? You, know, <laughs> you, know, you just so, took the words right yeah, out of my mouth. You know, it, 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 they it, are you know, an absolute model for how a football club should run. And I don't think Tottenham have been run very well over the last few years. And now we seem to be acting like a big club and and getting players in early and doing that sort of stuff. Uh, I, I tend to think that Conte has probably got Levy by the balls. Uh, that's what we need, isn't it? Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, and that, the that, evidence I mean, at the moment would suggest that's true. Whether that is yeah. true or, or remains to be seen is is something we just have to uh, play it by ear, watch my... it by ear. But at the moment, it looks like he's getting the players, and he wants when he wants, which is before oh. pre-season. Mm. If I play the devil's advocate, but <laughs> um, Levy's view was always, I can't compete with clubs that have got 60,000 people coming in when I've got a 36,000 stadium. If you want, if you want to be up there spending that kind of money, we've got to have a, a you know a stadium that 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 brings in the levels of income. And all right, I know our our um, um, uh, uh, ticket prices were were, were right mm. up at the top, but I need I need sixty thousand people coming in, spending that kind kind of money to really compete. And in fairness, sorry, COVID came at the absolutely could not have come at a worse time. But we've now we're now into our second full season. You know, the board have said we're going to put in one hundred and fifty million. Okay, it's not free money. Well, they'll take uh, equity for it. But they're putting in 150 million. I'm assuming that Conti will have the money from sales. And without that 150 million, surely there'd have been somewhere between 50 and 80 million. Uh, to so spend. For me, it's not about the money, it's about listening to the manager. There's reports, oh, isn't there, that Pochettino yeah. said. Uh, yep. He wanted uh, Wijnaldum. We went and got Sissoko. That would have been about the same price. Mm. He wanted yeah. Mane when he was at Southampton, which I think Liverpool paid thirty million. We spent about half of that. Yeah, I wanted Mane when he was at Southampton. So yeah. in, I've never had a problem and, and with with you know people saying, "Oh, Levy doesn't spend money." He does. I disagree with that completely. He does spend money. What he doesn't do is spend it on the players that the manager wants. Yeah. He spends it on the yeah. players that he wants, which I, I, I is can... his big, big, big issue that I have with him, whereas now with Conte, it looks like yeah, looks like I, 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 he's spending the money yeah. that the manager wants, which is I, I, what... I get the impression, I, I get the impression that, and I could be wrong, I get the impression that he's doing what he should have done in the last 20 years, and that's give the manager and the director of football, whoever, a budget and then butt out. Yeah, let them do the football side of, of yeah. So there's your money. That's the pot of money you got plus player sales. You do, you know, you get the players you want, and I'm glad to do you know what, it, Brad. Yeah. I think you're so right. Every, every transfer window, you hear Levy this, Levy that, mm. Levy. Yeah. I haven't heard Levy's no. name mentioned in respect to any transfer me. negotiation at all, and it seems to me that's exactly what he's done. 
that yeah. he's uh, he said, I'm employing, you know, there's a, the old expression about don't buy a dog, you know, and bark yourself. You know, it's <laughs> dog, dog in that context is, is, yeah. is Paratici. Um, and and, and Paratici is, 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 is the dog that's yeah. doing the barking. And yeah. he's the man. Um, I think there was uh, some sort of veiled, thinly veiled criticism, um, for example, over the signing of, uh, um, of Brian Gill that Conti had made that, you know, you need to not just look at good players. You need to look at players that can play in the Premier League. Because yeah. I yeah. suspect we won't see Brian Gill in a Tottenham shirt because no. I don't think he's physically strong enough. Sadly, because um, I thought and, he showed some some, and, some ability. But, but I, I agree, he didn't, but, yeah, he, need, he but, certainly needs to put a bit of weight on. But, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, you're right. I, and I still need a few transfer windows to be totally convinced that we, we've turned around. But, uh it certainly looks promising at the moment, and we're not we're yeah. not hearing oh we know Spurs haven't and signed Bruno Fernandes because they they fall five million pounds short of their valuation that sort of thing. Yeah. And Paratici is is gone down on record in an interview saying that sometimes you have to pay over the odds if you really want the player. So yeah, I can yeah, only yeah. hope that that's what's going on. You only have to look at yeah. Basuma, don't you? Last year mm. was it last year or January? I can't remember. Adama trial went on for God knows how long. Within this this summer. It's been less than a week since we're interested in Basuma, and now all of a sudden yeah, he's holding sure. the medical. Yeah. We're waiting for him to hold the shirt up. Yeah. So there's no pissing I, around this time and wait, wasting no months I, and months. I, and uh, months. I don't know if anyone saw the latest Ali Gold thing, and, and my mum, I was watching it here. And my mum says, "Oh, he does talk for a lot, doesn't he? he talks a long time, doesn't he?" Sort of thing. But, <laughs> I, uh, but in, the, in his in his uh, little thing, which I, I always find very very good, he he said that. Conte will have the final say on the players. And I think the example he gave was that Paratici was very interested in Winston McKenney and yeah. Conte was more for Pesuma and we got Pesuma. So, yeah. you know, I, I, if that's true, then again, yeah, you, you want them to, to obviously get together and work out. But at the end of the day, it's got to be Conte that, that has the final say on the players because yeah. he knows yeah. how these players will, will settle into well. Conte would not have signed Brian Gill. I think that's the point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, moving back to the fixtures, obviously, yeah. it's very unprecedented this season. We'll come on to the players after this. Uh, very unprecedented this season because we've got a World Cup smack bang in the oh. middle of the season. So I think FIFA will get sued by clubs in the same way that uh, Sheffield United tried to sue the Premier League and West Ham when uh, Mascherano and Tevez came in because you're going to have <laughs> clubs who are going to miss out on promotion, uh, going to get relegated, miss out on European football titles, cup final because one of their players will either get burnt out in the World Cup or come back injured and it obviously helps us as well if that's the case that we've got all of the top teams barring Liverpool at home after this World Cup we've got all mm. the away games out of the way but mm. what do you make of, I'll come to you Brad what do you make of the World Cup and how that's going to affect the season well I mean I mean we don't have to talk about the World Cup we all know how the uh, yeah I mean it, 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 it shouldn't be happening anyway but, like that. That, that, but yeah, in that's terms another, of the disruption what it means for cl clubs as well but, but yeah. primarily uh, what it I means have I have no doubt that uh, Tottenham will have so much momentum we'll be leading we'll be leading the table and then we'll have a break for the World Cup and that'll just you know <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah. but look it, it, it's God, it's you've annoying turned Marlon, you've turned into Marlon you've turned into Marlon you're always so positive Marlon's been on for an hour and you're like it, oh, it, it, lose it, everything. Look, it, it's. I mean, you can talk about it all you want. It, it's going to happen, and and you know that, that we just got to, we just got to hope that we're we're ready to, to to deal with it. I think having the, I think also we're going to have a load of players that are 
we won't have many players that are suddenly going to have six weeks doing nothing. Hmm. We, we, because most of our players are international, so they will be can plan. Uh, yeah, of course, you've got the fatigue aspect and, and the, you know, going from one climate to another climate because they're going to be going from English winter to bloody hot back to an English winter again. So that, that will have its its uh, disadvantages. But I think we, we won't have players, many players at home during six weeks not doing anything and maybe losing any momentum that they, they've gained. But look, you know, uh, uh, I don't like saying this because everyone manning his dog says, it, says this, but it is what it is. You know, we, we it's not going to go away. Mm. We're going to have to deal with it. The other teams are going to have to deal with it. Let's hope that we can deal with it uh, well and, and and have a good good finish to the season. But, uh, yeah, it's just it's going to happen. That's How it. many players have we got that are actually going to go to the World Cup? Um, I mean, I'm I'm just trying to have Lovie, a look Lovie, at Lovie, Kane, Maurice Kane. I mean, Ben Benton Kerr's Uruguayan, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Did, did they qualify? Did Denmark? Uh, I don't know. Did I'm trying to remember. Have Denmark qualified for Hoiberg? Yeah, Wales have, so that will be Davies and Davies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Argentina, I think Argentina have. So that that's Romero. That's Romero yeah, Romero. we've got enough. Yeah, yeah. we've got enough. Yeah. Yeah, Sun, so career have obviously uh, qualified, I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we've That's got a fair so amount. Uh, uh, De- uh, uh, Holland, I think, have, but whether we have bird wine is not well, you, you might, you might have. Uh, and I, I predicted this last season before he got injured, but I, I said that a, uh, an outside shot for the England World Cup score would be Oliver Skip, but then he got injured and he didn't have the season. And, that we and, all and die could easily get drafted in as die, well, certainly yeah, after yeah, that performance yeah. against Hungary. But I yeah. think we'll have a fair amount. And and the, mm. in terms of the burnout, the likelihood is not a huge amount of them are going to be going all the way in the World Cup. There's only two teams. Yeah, we, yeah, we haven't yeah. got like we had at the last World Cup with about five key players in the England squad who then got through to a semi-final. So mm. I think we've got quite a few out, but only two, maybe three in each squad. Uh, but yeah, what, what do you think of the, uh, how, how the World Cup's going to affect the season, Ian? Oh, it's so difficult to, to speculate, isn't it? I mean, in that heat um, and what have you, the way England played against Hungary, you say, crikey, they'll lose the first three matches and be, and come home. That was so <laughs> cool. um, I mean, you, you were asking Chris earlier about this World Cup and I mean, I said, it is what it is. I mean, uh, it, it is an absolute disgrace, an absolute mm. and utter disgrace that a tournament's being played in a country like that at all. Mm. Um, you know, no one's ever going to convince me that, you know, a lot of money was paid to a lot of FIFA officials to, to give mm. it to Qatar. Um, I'm all in favour of, you know, giving it uh, around the world to uh, to try and develop the game in other countries. But this has a smack of total and utter corruption about yeah. it. Yeah, um, yeah I, totally I think I think I, and it just shows you I, I, I think me and my uh, good lady are on a, um, um, a Caribbean cruise for um, certainly a couple of weeks of the um, of the World Cup. Now, I would never, ever have thought. Of, I'm not booking. I'm certainly not booking a holiday. I can't watch football um, during a during a World Cup, and this one's just totally passed me by. I, I won't boycott it. I will watch it because you can't not watch it. Mm. But by the same token, it's not filling me with any excitement at all. Um, what's the time? What's the time difference in Qatar from? The are they four hours ahead or something? I think. Okay, so I can the wonders of Google. So yeah, for the, the afternoon kick, and there'll be evening kickoffs, I'd imagine, because of the, the heat. 
So it might work out that we're watching at sort of three, four. I in think the a lot of stadiums are indoors. They got booths so they can close it, and then they can. They got air conditioning now, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they can pump it through <laughs> aircon, but. But yeah, I mean, let's go on to the transfer rumours. We've obviously talked about the players that we've signed in. Uh, Basuma included in that because I think it's probably probably going to be the case. So we, we uh, even though I put him on this, uh, Bashalison, Ericsson, Jesus, uh, and Bastoni. I think Bastoni's kind of gone down the wayside now. Mm. I think he said he wants to stay at Inter. Uh, regarding Mora, uh, Renegade Sound asked about him. Uh, we've apparently quoted 17 million to Juventus. Juventus are after him. 17 million. Uh, also, 17 going or 17? 1 7. Oh, 1 7, right. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and, and then all summer so far, there's been uh, uh, Bergwijn wants to leave and been quoted about 30 million maybe to Ajax. So, uh, yeah, uh, Ian, we'll start with uh, yeah. players coming in Vishalison, Ericsson, Jesus. Vishalison, for me, I'm not sure about, regardless of his quality, I think his attitude wouldn't get on with Conte. I think there'd be clashes there. Jesus, I agree with you. If we were going to get a striker out of Richardson, Jesus, I'd want Jesus. Uh, not sure he uh, wants to sit on the bench. Uh, yeah, I think he's going he to play ask games. Them. Yeah, but then he will play games. And you've also got this summer, because of that World Cup, players are going to be wanting to play in the World Cup. That's why Bergbaum wants to leave. So you're not necessarily going to be able to convince a player to come and enforce your way in because they want to be playing quickly so they can show yeah. what they can do to their international manager. Ericsson, I think we should be signing him. He'll be free. He won't need that much time to bed in, relatively risk-free, and gives us that plan B of, of, of a playmaker that Conte doesn't normally use. But uh, yeah. Bastoni, a bit disappointing. But what I like about the Bastoni is it got quashed. There's no going back to it. You don't see on Twitter anymore about Spurs going in for Bastoni. Like, a time of trial, it was... <laughs> it, it was all it, it it was all of that transfer window, so it, it, yeah. So who, who would you out of the rumours that we've seen yeah. so far, Ian? Who, who would you take? Right. Well, I, I would I would still like B, uh, Bastoni. Although interestingly enough, um, what I'm reading this morning is that Atletico Madrid are now interested not only in uh, Lo Celso, which I think came out yesterday, but they also want Emerson Royale, and they've got Ooh. a couple of players. I think I can see some swap deals going on here. Yeah. So I think that uh, I think that might be interesting. Funnily enough, I, I fear that um, um, as I said that. Uh, um, um, Jesus is going to go to Arsenal just as I agree for the game time right he's a rotation player at City I don't think he'll want to come in um, and yeah. be a rotation exactly player the same renegade yeah. squad says here he'd like to keep more in a squad but World Cup yeah I imagine Brazil are in it he'll want to be playing and, and there's mixed messages coming out from Ericsson on the one hand he says I want a new challenge so a new challenge would suggest it's not going to be Tottenham because he's played for us before, but he wants to play. Uh, um, he wants to play in the Champions League, um, and he wants to stay in London. Um, so that's uh, that would suggest he's coming to Tottenham. I don't think I've not heard anything but, that. But, but if all of that is true, if all of those things are true, is it not just uh, keep my options open? No one knows. People have a, a kind of bidding war in terms of wages, anyway, and and, and, yeah. and contract well, offers for me. I think he, I think, I think Jesus is going to end up at Arsenal, and I think Ericsson's going to Man U. That's my fear. 
Um, I, I, you know, I don't want to be pessimistic. I'm anything but. I mean, I'm as optimistic as I said about this coming season. Um, I think with because Inter are after apparently after uh, um, um, Lukaku. Uh, Lukaku, and you go, well, hang on a minute, we Bizarre, keep getting told they need to sell players, yeah. and they've well, just bought another player. I can't remember who it was now. But well, the other the other rumor coming out of there is that Martinez ninety million is what we're going to bid. Yeah, I've seen that, but well, I mean, I he was one that we were linked with. <laughs> Linked with, yeah. uh, you know, in between the Adama Traore saga last, uh, not last, I keep saying last year, it wasn't, was it? It was January. Uh, he'd be a tremendous signing and, and that would really give us some impetus going forward. And not just, you know, if Kane's injured, you play. He can play with Kane, you can play without mm. Kane. You can rest Sun, yeah. you can rest Kulu, you can rest Kane, you can rest him. Very similar to our midfield there with our four yeah. people in midfield with only a few places up for grabs. And then, yeah. Really good strength in it. It's a sign of my age that I've forgotten. I, I forget names. The 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 lad who went from uh, Fiorentina to Juve in, in the last. Oh yeah, yeah, Vlaovic. yeah. Sorry, Vlaovic. Vlaovic. Yeah. I, I thought Vlaovic would have been utterly perfect mm. for us. Yeah. And you talk about playing alongside Kane and alongside uh, the the players we've got. I mean, he would have been absolutely fantastic. But from everything I, I see, and I don't watch masses of Italian football, I need to watch more, seeing as that seems to be our, our main scouting market now. But uh, if uh, to get someone like Martinez, I think would be absolutely fantastic. And he is Italian, isn't he? Yeah. So, he, so won't be, yeah. he won't be going to the World Cup. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's you know, incredible, isn't it? Even more so, depressing that we you know, bloody lost in the Euros. <laughs> to them. But, yeah, uh, yeah. but if 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 Kane came back from the World Cup or Son came back from the World mm. Cup with an injury or a bit of exhaustion, um, you know, you think maybe South Korea might not get through. So if South Korea get knocked out early, then uh, Son can get a couple of weeks rest before he has to come back. But, uh, you know, you, you look at somebody like that who can uh, who, who, who could come in and you say, Harry, who? We've never had that situation at all. We, 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 no. that'd be, I mean, you know, I mean, there was a time when we had, when most teams had had two top strikers. I mean, obviously, the yeah. in those days, but yeah, we, I think we had, I can't, we had, I think we had four strikers one season. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was certainly, that, uh, I, I, when we had Keane and Defoe, did we have Crouch and have yeah. Van Der Vaart, Pavlyuchenko? Yeah, but we've, uh, it's funny actually, you mentioned about uh, Emerson Royale because most of the, most of the, the, the comments are that, you know, they want to sell him, blah, blah, blah. There's a guy called Ekram Kanur. Yep. He's got 100, 194,000 followers and it's latest transfer news from all over the world. That's what his, his Twitter handle is. Mm-hmm. And he's saying an hour ago, Tottenham are not considering Sal Brazilian right back Emerson Royale despite interest from Atletico Madrid. Which I found Sorry, was- I need to go for a minute again. Um, I will be <laughs> That's back. That's all right. I mean, one player I have... <laughs> yeah, I, I, just thought that, I just thought that's quite interesting because you, you, everyone's sort of saying that we're going to sell him, but According to this yeah. guy, and of course, it's, it's one of many that says that they're not considering selling him. So, which is very, yeah. very interesting. I, I, uh, I, I, what one player I have forgotten about while we're on the subject of right backs, Jed Spence, mm. uh, not not mm. from Forest, Middlesbrough. Uh, <laughs> Derek Hutchinson yeah. has said, said get Delicto, he'd be an unbelievable <laughs> signing. Uh, but yeah, Jed Spence, 
bit too early. He's completely. He's had two really good games against Premier League opposition. Not in the Premier League though. Again, in the cup. I I I tend to. Um, for, we, for me, we if bought... we got him, he'd be understudy to either Doherty or Royale or both. Uh, I think he he fits he fits the the bill of an attacking right wing back, uh, from what I've heard. And you only have to look back to when we signed Carl Walker. You know, we, well, we signed I mean, Carl Walker. He fits Walker the English and, quota as well, doesn't yeah. he? Which, uh, yeah. So I, I think that relatively that cheap seems a good good signing. So and Paratici has watched him a few times apparently. So so yeah, I'd, I'd be I'd be pleased with that because you're going to get you've got to get him for well. Spurs will probably offer 17 million, but probably end up playing 20. But yeah, I think he's, you know, he uh, he's got potential to be a good player, and and you know he fulfills the home quota. Uh, he's he's like we're getting a lot of experienced players, but he's another young player, so it sort of balances that out a bit. But yeah, I'd be quite happy if we, we signed Jed Spence. I mean, I can't think of any other right wing backs, and I'm talking about proper right wing backs. That are available. Certainly not ones that are yeah. going to going to come to us. I mean, is it Hakimi? Someone mentioned the Hakimi is a, a place for PSG. I mean, that's sort of like a a, a signing that will be absolutely brilliant, but you can't you can't see that happening. So I don't think I can't think of any many many right wing backs that that that, uh, that we we can go in for. So I, I'd be quite happy with with Jed Spence, and it looks like that could happen that he he wants to play under Conte and in Champions League. So. Although the irony there is that maybe he might not get games in the Champions League, but uh, we'll see, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but the other players, you know, it's uh, the Ricarlison one came from out of the blue, didn't it? I mean, that 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 mm. came totally from left field. Uh, from what I've heard, it's Tottenham. Uh, Paratici likes him, but that's it. So, and it, and it last week they're talking about we made an offer of so many you know, millions of pounds for him. Yeah, I, I I know what you said about him being a possible troublemaker, and I'd I'd like to think that this this new this new regime of, uh, would 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 take that into account, and and that we'd stay stay well clear of him if if that was the case. And the other thing is seven, seventy five million is he worth seventy five million? The only thing that could uh, happen yeah. is that they're interested in Harry Winks, and maybe Harry Winks could go the other way. So maybe that might be a deal that could happen. Uh, but again, yeah, he's going to have to be part of a squad. He's not going to make. He's not going to. Bounce into the the, the the front three we have at the moment, uh, but I do yeah I agree with Ian about Jesus as well. I think he he's not really one of the go from no. playing you know on the bench for one team and doing the same with another. But uh, yeah, yeah we got a message from Renegade Sound that he's lost audio. I've just gone on uh, my oh. computer and it seems to be okay, so I can't yeah, get my I, phone. I can though, hear you. But, yeah, uh, hopefully that's not the case. I know it happened on one of Bob, oh, Bob's twenty four hour stream, didn't it? Uh, but I haven't. We'll carry on and then you just have to listen to the podcast, I'm afraid. But uh, <laughs> yeah, in terms of uh, the, the, the rumours, any that you'd particularly particularly like that have, been, that have come out? The rumours. Uh... For me, Ericsson, uh, not, not oh, because yeah, people, yeah. people will say because of the rom- romanticism of it, but not not for me because no, I, I, think I, I, that... I, I think Ericsson's a no-brainer. I mean, he... he, yeah. he uh... He he he's Premiership ready. He's he's he knows Tottenham. He played from what I've heard uh, the last part of the season when Inter Milan won the won the title under Conte, albeit in a, a slightly different position that he played at Spurs. But uh, yeah. yeah, I think Eriksson is a no-brainer. And uh, and yeah, that, that, that you know unless he doesn't want to come back to Tottenham because he's got bad memories of his final season, 
But then again, that was a previous regime. He's got a completely new regime yeah. now. So uh, yeah. Yeah, that'd I, I be think good. Though, I think they were Jesus and Ericsson, obviously. Um, there is a point with Jesus with, uh, you know, squad player and all that. But if you can convince them they're going to get the same amount of playing time, if it's a choice between Man United, Arsenal, Tottenham, you choose Tottenham now. Yeah, yeah. And, there and is it's, the, completely yeah. Swap, it's completely swapped. So if Ericsson, I mean, the, the difference is, is that Man United is such dire straits that if they go for Ericsson, he's playing every single game that his body will allow him. With us, it's probably going to be more of a... Um, Rotation, but the difference you have with Jesus and Ericsson is very similar to Gareth Bale, Harry Kane. If they don't play a single game from here until November, they get in that World Cup team. Yeah, I would say with Jesus, and uh, I always say that the Solskjaer factor when he was playing for Manchester United, in that if you're in a team, if you're in a squad that are challenging for titles, cups, Champions Leagues, then I think you're quite happy to be in a squad and getting games every now and again. And let's face it, in the in the European Cup final or Champions League final of whenever it was, 1999, Sarsha came on and, and, and won the game, scored the winner. So, you know, I think that, that you know, if, you, if you're Jesus and you're coming to a team like Tottenham uh, with, with Conte as a manager, 60,000 crowd every two weeks, and you're in all competitions with a chance of winning them, or hopefully with winning them, then maybe that, yeah, maybe that, you know, he'll, he'll be happy to, to play, you know, sort of rotate on on the bench and that. Yeah. I mean, Derek Hutchinson has said Ericsson's coming yeah. to first done deal. The, the the other thing with Jesus is being at Man City, he's used to winning things. Yeah, which can only yeah, be a winner. Thing You're buying a winner, the mentality aren't you? of, of yeah. uh, Ericsson does as well. You know, with what he did with Inter Milan, but uh, you know, Jesus serial winner now in the Premier League with Man City. I think is it yeah. five in six seasons or four in five, something like that. But um, yeah, Derek, do you have well. a source for that? Sorry, Chris, I've talked over you this again. No, sorry. Um, Derek, do you have a source for that? Because, um, I mean, I would love to see Ericsson back, although I think... Mm. I, I know, think I it's think... more his opinion rather than... Uh, uh, yeah, facts, I mean... Yeah, if, if you do have a source, yeah, chuck it over. I, you know, I, I, there were things that were going on. I don't like to talk about it on, 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 on online, but there were things going on at the club with Ericsson. It wasn't just a matter of him downing tools. I think there were things going on in his private life and personal life that uh, my source for it is pretty unimpeachable. So um, that, that probably meant he, he just wanted to get out of the club and... Yeah. Um, but it, it, uh, that might put him come off coming back. But yeah. if he does new regime and what have you, but Levy, of course, is still there. But if he wants to be back with Conti and he fancies Champions League again, yeah, I'd love to see him. But I'd absolutely love to see Ericsson back. Yeah. He can still play. By God, you know, you, you could. He's only what is he? 30? He's still only thirty. So he's yeah, still got three yeah. or four good years, good years left. He looks like, particularly with his heart thing, looks like a lad who looks after himself anyway. Yeah. But, uh, and also, uh, I mean, it, it, you've also got the Hoiberg factor there as well, playing for Denmark. You know, I never I hadn't person, actually given yeah. that thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. personal as well. You know, it's, it's yeah, really good, I'd you know. love to have Ericsson back. Obviously, the yeah. romanticism. He's free, relatively risk-free in that respect. Gives us something different when these mm. five subs are going to be uh, uh, five subs are going to make a huge, huge difference. Oh, Teams yeah. completely change. Their, their formation and their tactics, but with the five subs, which you can't necessarily do with three. So I, I think it's an, a, you know, he's used to the club. Uh, obviously, the personal reasons, hopefully, that's. Uh, the fans still love him. Now, but, the fans will still Con love him. Yeah, Conte there. He mm. obviously had a good relationship <laughs> until Kane and Son decided to turn up. It was it was Ericsson and uh, uh, Kane who were, you know, the assistant yeah. goals. 
So, yeah, I'd love him to come back relatively risk-free. And what it does is we get another position that we I think we need and yeah. a plan B, but no money gives us all of that money, the £150 million to spend on other things like a striker or yeah. a defender that we actually well, need. And then we get killed two birds with one stone in, in that respect. But uh, it'd be very interesting to see. I, I don't think our spending or, or, or uh, uh, transfer dealings are done by any stretch of the imagination. And, and yeah. you know... Couple of weeks until preseason. I think that starts on the first of uh, July. But Basuma, I think, is massive. Uh, obviously, the 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 allegations there, if they, if they are true, has to go to prison. Uh, regardless of whether that's unfair for us or Levy doesn't like it, he has to go to prison. End end of story. If they're false, hopefully it then goes away because it's been proved to be false, and then he can. It, it's not over his head. But what a player and. and if he hasn't done any of those allegations uh, uh, and they are false, 35 million absolute snip for something yeah. like that. I mean, he's not been charged with an offense here. I mean, we, you need no. to be, you know, although yeah, I, don't, I don't know too much about it, I just know no. the allegations. But, but uh, I, I'm, look, I'm just going to make an assumption that we've done our due, due, due yeah. diligence yeah. on this. Uh, there is Aaron, a, yeah, an Alistair Gold uh, article on football.london where he actually puts. A statement from Sussex Police. So, if anyone wants to, yeah, uh, and that's really all you can go on. Uh, you, you know, that's yeah. that's like from the. So, go and read that. Um, Regardless of that, though, Brad and Chris, isn't it wonderful to be talking about Tottenham with this yeah. level of positivity? Oh, yeah. yeah. Look, I, I agree with you. What you said earlier, Ian. I can't remember a season where I've looked forward to it mm. as much, mm. and with confidence. Yeah, uh, that we're going to do something this season. Um, yeah. I haven't felt this way certainly, certainly not since the you know the the, the halcyon days of Podicino. Uh, yeah. and even then, the last season with him didn't go too well. I mean, we got to Champions League, but the actual you know league position wasn't wasn't that good. But yeah. uh, no, I'm I'm feeling very very confident. It's three uh, different positions as well, isn't it? It's not just you know mm. back in the day where we had every winger under the sun. And before yeah. <laughs> that, every central midfielder under the sun. We've got a backup goalkeeper, which you needed because Galini didn't cut it. We've got uh, Perisic, who I think his age could be an issue, might not be, but he's a winner. So our mentality is something that needs addressing. And he'll be kind of Conte's kind of leader on the pitch, although he won't be Captain Loris, will be. And uh, Basuma, who, like I said, our problem last year with that not able to keep the ball, certainly under pressure. He sorts that out and and yeah, Ericsson that we're well, talking about, Ericsson that we're talking about, Jay Zeus and Vicharlison that we're talking about, different positions as well, Jed Spence that we're talking about, other positions. It, it, it looks like for the first time in a long, long, long while since the Pochettino days that we, we're, we, we're doing our transfer business based on a plan of how the manager wants to play yeah. and what the manager yeah. needs in order to play that system rather than just Undombele, everyone wants him, let's get him so other people can't get it. And Really pleasing to see, and long may it continue. And I think there'll be more coming in. There'll be a few going out, which yeah, I like Bernardo Mora. But you know, if Conte wants them out and he's bringing other people in, then who who am I to argue? And and so we 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 basically and look, these aren't done deals, obviously. But if you think well, if, if we get Spence in, we get Eriksson in, we still need well, that left. Farland has literally just said that. Can honestly say, first time since Poch, but it's excited about us. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I think we're all in the uh, same boat there. We still, yeah. still need that left centre-back because we didn't get Bastoni, but we got well, Paul Torres and I think Bremer's the other one. 
I, I don't no, think that's over, Brad. I, I don't think the Bastoni thing is dead. No, I think, no. I think there's a well, lot. I bet he wanted to stay at Inter. So if he does, yeah, done, yeah, done, I, dusted, move on to the I, next. I think. Thing. I think that will. If we're looking at getting players in before preseason starts in two weeks' time, yeah, I, I agree. I think that I think a left centre back will probably be one of the last ones we get in because I think they might yeah. they might wait. Uh, for what, see what happens with Inter Milan, and but they, uh, well, we heard we 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 all, we all know how Paratici works. He gets loads and loads of those players already ready to go, and then he'll go in and get one. So, so hopefully we've got people like Paul Torres and Bren Brenner sort of sussed mm. out mm. And, and and ready to go, and they might even that, use yeah. use someone like Torres as a uh, like as a de decoy in a way. But uh, yeah. but no, I, I think the left centre back will be one of the last positions that we we get in because of the Bastoni. Situation, and we still need that that forward player. Uh, I'm not so sure that Ricarlison is the answer. I'd, I'd say yes to Jesus if he if he wanted to come to Tottenham. Uh, but yeah, we still need that that uh, that e extra sort of forward player. Uh, just so we've got a bit of flexibility up there because our, our front three are very very good. But you know, you only need one of them to be lost, and then you you know you've got to. You know, on the bench we, yeah. to come in for any one of those three, you've, you've got Moira and Bergwijn. Bergwijn wants to go. Moira, I think, is a squad player. I don't want to see Moira go, but he's not. You wouldn't have him in your first yeah. eleven. But, but they've uh, got to be replaced, haven't they, Brad? Yeah. If, uh, yeah. Do you sorry, think Harry Winks is off uh, with Basuma yeah. coming? Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, not, well, that, that sounds horrible, but I, I, I think, I think his for his own team, good, he yeah, needs to yeah, go as well, do, not yeah. just for us. Yeah, for I his mean, own good. He did have a couple of good, decent seasons with Tottenham, but he just hasn't done it recently. So yeah, I, I would like to, yeah, for him, I'd like to see him, see him, him go. Uh, we'd like to think that with Lacelso, we've got a bit of a, bit of a bargaining chip there because I think from what I've heard, Villarreal really, really want him. Uh, Nottingham Belly, well, take take a loss on Nottingham Belly. Who wants him though? You know, well, Leon problem, has said they don't want him, so yeah, he's just going to be more in the reserves. But uh, yeah. uh, it'll be a loan deal, I would have thought again, getting mm. the wage bill. But uh, what? Way, if, if what you were saying, I think it was you, Brad, uh, that Paratici wanted McKinney, Conte said yeah. no, I want Basuma. Conte gets what he wants, mm. he's our manager. That's smart transfer strategy. That's what Klopp's been doing uh, as yeah. the owners there at Liverpool. And, yeah. And in terms of uh, Basuma, Ryan McFarlane has said, apparently it was his mate that did it. Basuma was part of the group. was why he was arrested and let go. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I agree with the last yeah. sentence. No way this deal gets sanctioned if he was guilty. Uh, hopefully that's the case. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we pretty much reached the end there. Uh, yeah. Very difficult to kind of go through the fixtures based on we don't know what other teams are going to be doing. It's probably better <laughs> to do it kind of uh, just before the season starts. But, you know, the fixtures are announced, a big thing. So we have to talk about it. And, yeah. I think we should predict every every game, Chris. I think we should predict every game. All, all three of us come up with a points yeah. total. Yeah, well, you send me a you send me a PDF or a spreadsheet. And I'll stick it on the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, brilliant having you guys on Marlon as well, who's part of the Hotspur Hoods. Check yes, them out yes, yeah. and his own channel as well. View from the South Stand, although he did say that that's not going to happen until next season. But make sure you subscribe and notification bell on there. So when he does do his next show on there, yeah. you're notified. Uh, Ian. Uh, thanks yep. so much for coming on. No, no, oh, cool. I'd like, I'd you. Like to, if, if possible, plug my channel as well. Oh, yeah, coming to you, Brad. Coming to you, Brad. <laughs> yeah. first, first, be, first, patient. First of all, be patient, like be and, patient. But click, uh, yeah, click, click like and subscribe to Let's Talk Tottenham. 
Yeah. Uh, I have a channel up. Ian, Ian, firstly, before we come to the main event of Brad's channel, uh, Ian, <laughs> any, any uh, YouTube channel for you? Coover said in the WhatsApp group, I do pay generously to, <laughs> yeah. to get I accept cash, on... check, or beer just to let you know. Oh, no, no, no. Instant direct transfer always, so that you know you've got the money before having me on. It's become yeah. a little private joke between Coover and I. It's really good. Yeah. But uh, on, on really more important things, England finished at 498 for four. Whoa. I mean, one hit away. One hit away, Whoa. which I think is a world record off 50 It must be, it must be a world record. Um, Milan was out, and then more. I didn't say anything because we were all chatting about stuff. But Morgan got a first ball LBW, but huh? Livingston Livingston has got sixty six not out of twenty two. Butler finished one hundred and sixty two not out after seventy balls. So, um, um, and he he was one ball. Chris, hang on a minute. This is a football chat, but um, he was one more ball um, than uh, than A B de Villiers to be the the fastest man to one hundred and fifty, which is the same as Bearstow on Tuesday, where he was one ball behind uh, Jessup. To uh, um, to the fastest ever English hundred, but there you go, four ninety eight. I think uh, Mr. Collison on his uh, on his hmm. stag do has uh, seen something pretty special. <laughs> He's done well there, but yeah. And uh, Brad, unfortunately, we're out of time, so I'll plug the channel. And only joking. <laughs> yeah, only sorry about that. But <laughs> Brad's been on here plenty of times, so you know what his channel's about. Uh, it's been long. It's been planned for a little while. It's now live on YouTube. Two videos on there, I believe. One coming today. Uh, yeah, there's, Blue there's, Sofa uh, Songs. Make sure you check that out. Just give us a little. Uh, uh, what it's about although well basically basically it, it's know. me it's me i've i've always written lyrics when i was a teenager but uh, since lockdown happened uh i started writing lyrics and started learning how to write uh music songs basically and learn the guitar oh, wow. uh, so these are basically the songs i've written in those two years so uh there's one song up there at the moment there'll be another one up probably friday evening uh, and I'm hoping to put a song on each week because I can't record and put stuff on whilst I'm in Australia. So there'll be a song going up every week. And then that's what I intend to do in the future, put a song up. It'd be basically Great my stuff, work. Dad. Yeah, just, uh, I mean, look, you know, don't pay attention to how, how poorly I play guitar or how poorly I sing. Just, just try and listen to the song. And as I say in my introduction, just try and imagine it with a backing band. and a, Just just listen to the song. And if you like the song, that's really, really great. So, uh so yeah, blue sofa songs, Brad Matthews. If you search for that, you'll you'll find it. Yeah, it's, it, please click I'm, like I'm and subscribe. The, the first song's very good, very catchy. So yeah, looking forward to the next one. Brilliant thing what you're doing as well. You, Put yourself out there and yeah, make sure you go check that out. Make sure you go check out Hotspur Hood. I'll be there on Monday mm. half seven. Uh, uh, Marlon will be there as well. Hass and Tommy as well. Uh, it's going to be a, a Thursday show, I think. It's going to be kind of prime show there. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> Tommy will, I'm sure, let you know on Twitter when that is. Uh, but, yeah, and check out a view from the South Stand as well, Marlon's other uh, personal channel. And then go over to Blue Sofa Songs and check that out as well. Subscribe to all of them. Watch videos, like them. Or, you know the drill by now. And, yeah, uh, thank you so much for watching and all the comments coming in. Please hit the like and subscribe if you haven't done already. We're, we're 11 away from 250, which would be a great milestone, certainly before the start of pre-season. Then we can move on to the next one. Uh, if you're listening, uh, w- watching, sorry, the replay, please hit the like and the subscribe as well. It really helps the channel. And thanks to everybody who listens to the audio podcast as well. 
I'll be back on Monday. Not sure what we'll be talking about. That'll be on Tommy's channel, obviously. Not sure what we'll talk about, but we'll find something. This is Tottenham after all, and there's <laughs> always something to talk about. Yeah. But yeah, long may this transfer activity and mm. looking like acting like a big club and getting ourselves set up for pre-season with Conte in charge. Long may that continue. So until then, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. On, you Spurs. Thank you so much for watching and to everybody who joined in the live chat. Before you go, please leave a like, please hit the subscribe button and the notification bell. It's all free and you'll be notified when we go live. Anyone who missed the live stream can still watch the replay on YouTube and any comments, questions or suggestions on the comments there. If anyone listens to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anyone who wants that podcast, you can get that wherever you're getting podcasts from. Alternatively, go to our Twitter or Instagram page on the screen. We'll be back on Monday on the Hotspur Hood YouTube channel. Give them a subscribe. We're there at half 7pm UK time. And we're on this channel, Let's Talk Tottenham, 12.30pm UK time again on Fridays.